Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard, an entrepreneur, best-selling author, sought-after speaker, coach, philanthropist, and world wanderer. Today, we're chatting with Roderick Lenhart. During our conversation, Roderick provides strategies to build your brand, optimize relationships, and secure thought leadership space. And now, here's Roderick. Hey there, Roderick. Welcome to the Boost Podcast. Yeah, Kelly, thanks for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. So for folks who are hearing your name for the very first time, tell us a little about yourself. Oh man, life's great questions, right? <laughs> um, the the quick version would be lifelong entrepreneur. Uh, sold my last business uh, about a year and a half ago and retired for about two and a half days like most <laughs> entrepreneurs. <laughs> I got the itch. <laughs> and uh, there's a whole story behind that and how it kind of I startled Nicole, my partner, with uh, this whole new business venture, but decided to uh, write a book. And it was very much about the hole I had found myself in at one point in my life, how I dug myself out, what the decision filters that I made for myself so that that would never happen again uh, shouldn't die with me. So that's very much where the book came from. And um, if you don't know me, we donate 100% of everything we do. So if you buy the book, you buy the journal, you do anything with us, 100% of it gets donated to the foundation, send a student leader abroad. So Wow. Awesome. And now you're referencing the book. Would that be the million dollar flip-flops book? Yes. Yeah. I'm, awesome. I'm a single time author and probably never going to do it again after, <laughs> after going through those trials. Uh, but yeah, million dollar flip-flops, peace, prosperity, and the courage to change course in life and business. Now, can you share a little about what inspired you, um, like the title and then some of the takeaways that are inside of the book? The title is kind of a crazy story because and it ties in with that day I screamed at Nicole, we got to give it all away. And she's just like drinking a mango smoothie in Thailand and has no idea what, I, what I've been brewing in my head. Um, I was reading Mike Kim's book, You Are the Brand, while I was on vacation. I went around the world for the second time. And one of the exercises in there was look in your immediate vicinity and what describes you. And 100% that's flip-flops. I am known for winter, summer, spring, fall. It doesn't matter what I'm doing or where I am. I just gave a keynote in Austin flip-flops like it's just what I wear I'd, I call them foot prisons I don't wear foot prisons okay so that's where the title came from and then ultimately Kelly it's, it kind of came to mean multiple things as sometimes these things do but you know everybody wants a million bucks give or take everybody wants to be in flip-flops it means they're on vacation mm -hmm. you know so it was, it was two things that kind of meant uh, a goal or something to shoot for but ultimately, my superpower for my life has been change and the ability to recognize it. And not only that, but implement it and not be afraid of taking that first step. And so the flip flops, the change has led to the millions. So it all it all started to work out quite nicely with the title. Wow, good stuff. And now let's talk about sort of this entrepreneurial journey, because you have, you know, two decades of experience 
plus in building multiple seven-figure businesses. So what sort of fundamental principles or strategies have you have like consistently contributed to your business success? Uh, not being afraid of failure. And mm. that whole concept of fail faster is, is definitely a real thing. And, you know, I, I started out as an entrepreneur because, I mean, I grew up in Michigan with no money and I knew that uh, if I was going to buy anything, and at that time it was a Nintendo or a bike or, you know, I was going to have to go out and hustle for it. And it taught me at a young age that, you know, I was never going to be an hourly guy. I guess we'll put it that way where I want to be able to get out the level of effort I put in Mm -hmm. and most entrepreneurs will find put a ton of effort in, you know, that old chestnut were the only ones willing to work a hundred hours to avoid working 40. Uh-huh. Right. Very much true in my, in my case. So, um, but yeah, it's really been, you know, not being afraid of sunk cost and not being afraid to change businesses or change models or change strategies and just always having a really big why mm-hmm. behind why I'm doing anything at all. And much like this business, you know, my why is to send a million kids abroad and however we get there is how we get there. But I, I just continue to walk through open doors and I'm not afraid of where they're going to lead. So let's, um, because you led in the conversation and alluded to, um, that, you know, sort of this philanthropic passion of yours. And then you just mentioned about, you know, wanting to send a million kids abroad Tell me, tell me more about how you have managed to sort of strike a balance between um, your business pursuits and giving back to the community. There is no balance. It's a hundred percent. There's no balance at all. Um, and how did you arrive at that though? How did you arrive at a hundred percent? And because the reality, the other thing that I'm sure some folks are, the listeners are like, okay, that's nice. And, but how is he then living? How are you paying your bills? How are you doing all these things? So can you, can you sort of pull back the curtain a bit to share more about, okay, well, how did you get to this place where you built in a way that you have the privilege of being able to give away so much? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a combination of luck obviously. And, I built several businesses and ultimately was able to sell my last one. But it's a combination of that and understanding the concept of enough. Mm. I've never been the guy that is, I'm going to go to 1 million and then 10 million and then a hundred million. That's never been my goal in any business. My goal was to be able to live a, a nice lifestyle and to be able to travel because that was always my passion. So, you know, while I built these businesses, I, traveled to six continents and 60 countries and have done just amazing things to where if, if I went tomorrow, I had a pretty good run. I like to say, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think that that was happenstance. I think it was very much the way I, I designed the businesses around my life and not the other way around. And ultimately that's what I teach other people to do mm-hmm. is to have a focus on what they want as people and who they want to become, not just dollar signs. And so when I sold my last business, um, I don't necessarily have to do anything, which is a a very fortunate position to be in. Mm -hmm. And instead of fiddling around, especially for a kid that, you know, grew up listening to his parents argue about money, you know, 10 feet away where my bedroom was from the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I never could have dreamed that this would be where I ended up in life. I just, um, 
so I don't want for much and I don't, I don't do, you know, I don't wear extravagant clothes. I don't, I don't need a lot of money to survive. So when we decided to build this business, really to give away the tools that I had built as an entrepreneur, that's why I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, what are we going to do with the money? And we've always done um, a lot of philanthropic things with whether it's Habitat for Humanity or crisis assistance or the shelters in Charlotte when I was there. Um how this came to be is kind of its own story, but um, we decided just to, to give it all away. The only money that I keep will say for myself is private coaching. And I only work with six people at a time. So it's a very, very small part of what I do. I just really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately we decided to build a foundation that helps kids go on trips abroad through EF tours. We're partnered with EF tours. Wow. I, I love EF tour. My, my daughter, when she went to Italy, she went through EF tours. So I definitely appreciate that organization. But you know what, Roderick, I'm going to force this at you because I am going to, if, if it takes us all night, I want to know, like sort of you alluded to your why earlier on, or you mentioned the concept of a why and being and understanding one's why, um, and so I'm curious to even know that what motivates you to um, make such a positive impact and be philanthropic. Is it like your childhood, or, or yeah, what what is underlying the reason for your impact or the motivation of it? You know, a I love the question because it's not just the standard. All right, on to the next thing. So I love that about you. Um, <laughs> persistent man, I'm going to yeah. be persistent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm here for it. Um, you know, I, I think to some degree, I'm just wired that way. Mm. You know, even even in my businesses, it's never it has never been about the money. I mean, money's money's on my values list, but it's not in the top five. You know, it's it's about if you help people mm-hmm. and your goal is to help people, you can't help but make money. Yeah. And that's something you just learn over time, right? <laughs> is is if I focus on value, the money will come to me. There's there's just no way around it. It's it's a function of the value delivered you deliver to your fellow man, you know? So I think now it's it was I wrote the book not certainly not to make any money. I wrote it, I didn't know if 10 people would buy the book. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being number one in seven categories on Amazon on launch day. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's continuing to walk through those open doors, but with, with a heart of service and with, you know, how, what can I do for the next 40 years? If I made another $10 million, would that be great? What am I going to do with it? You know, Mm -hmm. if, if everyone functioned that way from a place of enough and from a place of service, how different would our world look? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. It would be a be- it would be beautiful. So, um, shifting gears a little bit, but not not entirely, because um, sort of digging deeper into sort of entre- the topic of entrepreneurial resilience, because you did also uh, mention early in the conversation around just navigating change, and so um, we all know that entrepreneurs face a significant number of obstacles and challenges as they're growing their businesses. Could you share um, a significant obstacle that perhaps you faced and how you navigated through it to get to this place where you are now? Sure. Yeah. There's um, I call it the five phases of the entrepreneur. And actually, if you go on my website, there's a quiz that it helps you identify what phase you're in. Okay. And if we have time, I'll go through those real fast. Okay. Um, but it's the believer, 
you know, I have a thing, everybody's going to want it. I just need to get it in front of people and I'll be a billionaire on a beach in six months. Uh-huh. We all know that person. Yes. We've been that person. Yes. <laughs> there's Then there's the showman. I've got the SUV. I've got the house. This is a lot harder than they told me it was going to be. Uh-huh. They've left some things out of this equation between me and the Lamborghini and the mansion. And I move from uninformed optimism to informed pessimism. I understand there's a lot I need to learn. Mm. And then ultimately you kind of work through the valley of despair. And I call it the anxious philosopher. And that's where you have all the signs of Western success Mm -hmm. and you still wake up every day and say, is this all there is? Mm. And you feel isolated. You feel alone because you don't know who to ask Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to hear about your first world problems, about how you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars and you're sad. (laughs) Nobody, nobody cares. That is truth. Most people want what you have. Yeah. So it's a very lonely place to be. And ultimately, that's that's my person. If you want to talk about an ideal client avatar, that's who I help okay. with the six-week roadmap and a lot of the things I do on the coaching side. But I found myself in that place multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I built different businesses in, in different industries, some service, some products, some with employees, some without. Mm-hmm. And I think the where I went wrong is thinking that money was going to, because I didn't grow up with any, Mm -hmm. thinking that money was going to solve my problems. And I tell people that are in those first phases, which ultimately goes to Peaceful Warrior and Business Buddha, just to finish the circle there. But the people that are in those phases, I don't know how to teach them that if you're miserable at 50,000, you're going to be miserable at 500,000. I think you have to experience that for yourself. And that's the hole I dug myself out of where I was anxious and depressed and suicidal and worse. And by all metrics, I had a great life. Mm. And I think part of my mission is to, to keep people out of that cycle because I think we see people that they make it to the anxious philosopher and then they start back over at the believer on the new shiny thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It, it, well, it answers my question to a degree because I don't know that there was a ton of specificity in terms of a challenge that you faced. You talked in generalities, but I'll, I'll give you a pass, my friend. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> Good yeah, stuff. Good I, I, would, I would say the summary of the challenge is discovering that, mm. that money isn't the answer. And so if it isn't, what is? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my last question is this, because you also mentioned that the the way in which you finance your lifestyle currently is through coaching. And so I would imagine that through coaching, that's where you truly find like joy. And I'd imagine it's because you your passion is to help um, human flourishing and just help people maximize their very best selves. Share with us what you love most about coaching conversations, just in general. Um, you know that feeling when you know the light bulb goes off, the proverbial light bulb mm-hmm. in your own life, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Duh!" Like this thing was right in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I get to watch happen with my clients. And I coached baseball for a long time, for eleven years in Charlotte, and I had kids go on to the pros and. They would stop me years later and say, Coach Roderick, Coach Roderick, you, you remember that thing you told me? And I'd, I'd be real honest. I'm like, I don't, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, I had so many conversations right. of 
over right. a decade. <laughs> but something you said changed their trajectory and mm. they still remember it. Yeah. And it's a hard, I get chills telling that story to you right now. Mm. And it's a hard thing to describe. And that I get to do that for quote unquote a living mm -hmm. with people is, it's a blessing to be sure. Wow. Well, Roderick, as we are at our time together, this time has flown and it has been so enjoyable. And if anyone is listening in and I know you're not directly taking clients, however, I know you have an incredible book and all sorts of resources and all that good stuff. What would be the best way for folks to tap into your genius? Tap into my genius. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, at Million Dollar Flip Flops on all channels. And if you go to milliondollarflipflops.com, the quiz, I encourage all entrepreneurs to take the quiz and share it with other entrepreneurs because there's just a ton of free resources and my recommended books and all kinds of things that don't cost a nickel that may help you along your way. Awesome. Well, I am grateful for the time that we have had together and I thank you. And I am just grateful for the fact that your voice held out because I know it's been a super long day for you. <laughs> and so thank you for sharing uh, just a piece of yourself with our listening community. I definitely appreciate all that you do. And thank you for your ongoing service and commitment to community. Yeah. Thanks for having me on Kelly. This was fun. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. 